0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Employee to Boss Podcast. I am your host, Haley Hayhurst, the owner of Espresso Podcast Production. Today, I have a really great episode about building a social media strategy with Tamar Lyons, the founder of Lyons Digital Marketing. Lyons Digital Marketing is a social media management and content agency with a mission to transform the way people communicate in the world. In the last year alone, Lions Digital Marketing has created hundreds of millions of organic views across the board for their clients with their content on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. And this helps them gain visibility and leverage social media for their business. So this episode really will answer a lot of your common questions like, how much do I need to post on social media? What do I need to post? How do I even post? How do I show up authentically? How do I convert from just posting randomly to actually getting clients? We talk about all of this in this episode and it is just a really great one for anyone who's early on in business all the way to if you're more advanced. And so after this interview, I actually connected with Tamar and joined the coaching program that she is in. And so we have been chatting a lot more and she has so much great information to share. So if you are ready to hire on Tamar or you're just looking to connect with her to ask her some social media questions, definitely go and connect with her on Instagram. That is the best place. But she has so much knowledge to share, and I'm just so thankful that she came on the Employee to Boss podcast to share it all with us. So let's get right into the episode. Hey, Tamar. Thank you so much for joining me on the Employee to Boss podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I'm really excited to learn more about you and social media strategy. Right now, we're halfway through the year, a little bit more than halfway, so I feel like this is the time where people kind of have to reevaluate what they're doing on social media. And I think that this conversation will be really powerful for anyone who's like thinking about what to start with on social media or where to go, things like that. So, if you want to start off by telling us more about yourself, that'd be awesome.
1: Yeah, totally. So, I am based in Toronto, Canada. And I am an entrepreneur. I started Lions Digital Marketing, which is a social media marketing agency. We do all things social media, content creation, all of that, with a really heavy set in strategy as it relates to content and, and you know your social media marketing. And so, a little bit about me is that I actually started in the television industry. So, I my background is in radio and television. I have a degree in radio and television and media production, and. When I was in school, one of the things that we focused on quite a bit was social media. But back then, I think it must have been like 10 years ago. It's crazy to think about. Wow. (laughs) Back then, social media was not what it was today. And so I remember actually one of my professors telling me about how, you know, we're going to be working jobs that don't exist by the time we graduate. And that is like so true for me. And so I was working in television industry. I thought that was my dream. I thought that was, you know, the perfect place for me. I was able to help people tell stories, help that, you know, I was working in documentary. So a lot of what we did was interviewing people and asking them about themselves and really helping them shape their messaging and, and help them express themselves. And kind of as time went on, I realized that the industry is a little bit difficult for You know, just for a bunch of things. I felt a little like creativity-wise. I wasn't getting all the opportunities that I wanted. And you know, we can get into that later. But essentially I just realized I wanted to tell people stories. And for me, the TV industry wasn't that place for me. And so I easily transitioned into social media because that is a great space where you know you're working with people directly and helping them share their stories was really my goal and what I always wanted to do. So I started working in social media. The agency has been around for the last three and a half years, almost four years, which is crazy to think about Uh, because it feels like it was just yesterday. And yeah, I really just help entrepreneurs and business owners show up on social media in a way that feels authentic to them, helps them tell their story and ultimately helps them increase their visibility and boost their sales in their marketing for social media.
0: That is awesome. My business has also been around for, you know, that three, three and a half year mark. And like thinking back, I'm like, wow, it feels like forever ago, but it also feels like yesterday.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. And it's like, there's so many things I think that happen in that early stage of business mm-hmm. where it's like, we it, you zoom through it because, you know, you start off and it's like, first of all, there's all the like imposter syndrome and the, like, you know, you're shifting from actually like, you know, if you came from a corporate world or from, you know, being being, you know, working for someone else and starting your own thing, there's all the mindset things and actual like structures of being a freelancer and building a business and all the things. And then, you know, the second year you go in and you start actually like building things and delivering for your clients. And then as you move on, so maybe, you know, like the third year, the, you know, the years past that, you start to find this like safety and it's like, I don't want to say a plateau, but it's almost like you're you're comfortable because you're not, it's not new anymore. But then also you kind of want to find the fun things so that it's exciting and, and you can create that newness. So totally, yeah, I can't believe that it's it's been that long.
0: Yeah. And that is such a good point where, it's a lot at the beginning. And when you're working with clients, what point of business are they typically in? Are they new and like just starting out or do they already have brand values, mission, goals, things like that?
1: So most of our clients, I would say, especially now are seven figure business owners. So they definitely do have their brand and their values and they have an established brand. However, for a long time th- that was not the only level of clients that we were serving. We definitely were working with with brands and businesses that were, you know, more towards the middle stages. I wouldn't say towards the beginning because to be quite honest with you and this might be a little bit of a hot take, I don't think that business owners should be outsourcing their social media right at the beginning when they're mm-hmm. starting. I don't think it's it's necessarily a worthwhile investment for them. And that's why we kind of, you know, work with with business owners who are more established and have that established brand because for them And, you know, my belief is that social media is really about visibility and there's, you know, getting new eyes on your business. You want to be able to actually serve those people. And so if you're just starting your business and you don't necessarily have the capacity yet to serve new people, then kind of what's the point of reaching millions of people if, you know, you can't actually serve them. So yeah, it's a hot take. We can get into that as well, but I think we definitely work with businesses who do have more of like a brand value and a visual identity.
0: Yeah, no, that makes total sense. Because if you don't start off with creating what you want your social media to look like, like you won't know how to even outsource that to anyone. Before I outsource anything, I like to learn about it. And then I'm like, I hate this. I'm gonna outsource it. So I at least try and know what is supposed to happen. So when I outsource it, I'm not like blindly trusting someone (laughs) with whatever that's
1: actually great it's so true and I got that advice from somebody recently because I was of the belief of like if I didn't know how to do something I just had to outsource it Hmm. but then like you just said somebody else said to me no you need to know the basics and then decide that you hate it and then outsource it so that way you're not just like blindly delegating right Like like real delegation is like I know what has to happen and I just need this person to make sure that it happens. However, you know, if they're not there, if they're on vacation, I can still, you know, go in and, and make sure everything's kind of going the way that I need it to. So it's so true. I, yeah, I, I made a lot of mistakes not knowing that
0: early on. <laughs> we all did. So, and thinking back to early on in business, can you talk a little bit about how to build out your social media strategy? I know at first, a lot of it is trial and error. Quite honestly, you have to post and, see what works, see what doesn't. But can you tell us like what strategy is and how entrepreneurs can start with it?
1: Yeah, totally. So what I would say is when it comes to your social media strategy, the first thing you're going to want to do is identify who you're trying to reach. A lot of that comes, like you said, with trial and error, for sure, like seeing what connects to those people. But even before you, you post anything or, you know, come up with any kind of ideas, I would say is Get very clear on who your target audience is. So, you know, who are they? What what type of businesses are they in? Are they even business owners? Maybe they are, you know, whatever, whatever your market is, depending on, on your product or your service. Find who you want to reach and actually do some research. So, for example, you know, let's say I, I was just working on a strategy for a client and they serve postpartum women. And so they go and find postpartum women and interview them and understand like, what are their needs? What, what are they looking for? How do they like to be spoken to? What are the biggest issues that they experience? Where, what do they, you know, literally what do they need? What do they want? What are they trying to achieve and get it from them? And I think also another thing is that businesses who already have clientele, but maybe aren't on social media yet. I think they have an advantage because you are already serving clients. So who are you? So interview your clients, ask them about what their needs are. Why do they come to work with you? What do they like about working with, with your company? What do they like, you know, what are they looking for? What, what goals do they have? And I think number one, it's really about getting an understanding of your audience. Then I would take that a little bit further and understand how they make decisions. And so kind of get into like, you know, it's buyer types and this kind of leads into like marketing and sales psychology, but like not even for the sake of selling to them. It's really for the sake of understanding them, right? What motivates them to make decisions? And really that can help you understand what type of content you want to be creating. So to give an example, my audience, and I I know this really activates my audience, they're driver buyers. They love, 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 love content that is like results-based. And it's like, you're here and here's how you can get to the here. And if you want this result, these are the steps you have to take and here's how you get it. And so when I produce content like that, it really speaks to them. But that I've only understood that because number one, I've been in business for, you know, three and a half years and I have seen the people who I've dealt with. And number two, because I've been posting consistently, constantly, you know, adjusting my strategy and seeing what's worked and what hasn't worked and knowing that that's, you know, one of the things that that, that's what I've identified and taken from the data and analytics that I've looked at from my social media strategy. So that's number one is definitely audience Mm -hmm. Number two is definitely going to be, when it comes to a strategy, you're really going to want to look at, and, and this, again, it's interesting, you want to look at what you can actually execute. So a lot of people right off the bat think that, you know, a content schedule is a content strategy, which it's not. And people think that, okay, if I post five times a day for the next five weeks, then I'm going to get incredible results and it's going to be the best. I'm going to start selling on my offers. and I'm going to get, you know, my, I'm going to reach all my business goals. But then we burn ourselves out really quickly and the content, the quality of the content that you're putting out actually isn't resonating and it's actually not effective in any kind of way. So I definitely think you want to look at what is reasonable for you to create, what can you actually create and what can you actually create consistently? And then just start from there. So it doesn't have to be a huge amount. I would say, you know, anywhere from three times a week to, you know, once a day can be, you know, a sweet spot. It really matters on your capacity and then create a system for you to consistently create content. Maybe that's, you know, one hour on every Monday of every week, you're going to plan out all your content for the week and just go ahead and do that. And I think that's really important to work into your strategy is how, what are you actually committing to producing and then holding yourself accountable? So those two things I would say are like the most important if you're just starting out is number one, who am I marketing to? And number two, how much of myself and my time can I commit to consistently marketing towards them?
0: Yeah. Consistency is super important. Thank you so much for bringing that up because I totally have heard that before when I started my business where like post multiple times a day, be posting all the time. And then I was like, so burnt out. I had to take like weeks off of posting. Right. I was like, I'm confused. Like I just need a minute. This was maybe like first six months of business, right? It was just a lot going on. And so I like how you say like three times a week, once a day, like whatever you can agree to in yourself, that's what you should be posting. Another question I have with this is your Instagram is like absolutely gorgeous, right?
1: (laughs) Brand is
0: on point messaging is on point, like literally everything. I'm going to put a link in the show notes to your Instagram, obviously, so everyone can go check it out. But thank you. for anyone who's starting out, how important is it to have like a gorgeous Instagram?
1: Okay. I love that you brought up the messaging part of that. Cause it's actually, this is all really recent for me as well. So how important is it to have a gorgeous Instagram? I would say it's not, it's not, it. it It is. And it's not. Okay. So if that's your focus, if you get, if you get stuck in perfectionism saying I need it to be perfect, I need to be the most beautiful feed. And then that stops you from taking action. Then in that case, I would say like, no, like if if you're, if you're looking to achieve like all, and you're, it's going to hold you back because you, you don't feel that it's gorgeous and beautiful and on brand and aesthetic and all the things then I would say you're putting too much importance on it there. But on the same kind of, you know, on the flip side, there is an aspect of brand that is communicated when you do have a professional and cohesive and, and a look that people can associate with you. And so I would say messaging is going to be number one, first and foremost. And then the beauty and the aesthetic of it is going to be, is kind of going to follow from that. And so it's interesting because I actually did a total rebrand in May. um, And it's all, it's also been very like DIY. It was very intuitive to me. It just, it felt, what I was doing before, and and this is kind of why I say they're both important. I didn't have my messaging down pat. I wasn't actually clear on it. And so I was, my, my brand colors used to be pink and it was very like Victoria's Secret vibes and very, you know, very loving. And it was, if, if anyone's familiar with like brand archetypes, it was very much like the lover, but then I would get on sales calls with people and to talk to them about our services. And I'm presenting us as, you know, a total, like as the ruler archetype, which is so different. And you can't, it it just things were not cohesive because the messaging and the visual identity did not add up with each other. And so I actually just went through that rebrand that I really focused on getting my messaging down pat. What are my content pillars? What are my brand pillars? What do I stand for? What are, what's our mission? Like all those things, I really like took a look at it and, Then I created the visual identity because if I'm like, okay, I'm about power and confidence and, and just like taking up space to me, like that's boldness. Boldness is a really important thing. So I love, you know, the big, like in your face letters, the, you know, the black and the white and the, the neutrals and that kind of thing to me was very important. But what I would say is that I actually don't focus on making it look curated and nice. I focus on just making sure that it's like uniform. So what I do normally when I plan out my content and this could be I hope this is helpful to people who you know are concerned about having a really nice cohesive feed is I don't say okay I need to post in this order it has to be white and then gray and then black and then you know all those things what I do is I think about all of my ideas whatever I want to talk about I put those in like a Google Doc or sometimes even in the notes on my phone and then I'll just like kind of have like a order of colors and then I'll create the content based on the colors for, you know, what follows that. So I don't allow myself to get caught up in making sure that it looks beautiful and that visually it's great. I care about it, like it is, you know, kind of on the back burner, but it's not the number one priority. The number one priority is making sure that my messaging is on point and that I'm communicating what I want to be communicating.
0: That is awesome. I love that. You know, you just went through that so you could share so much advice on like how you did it, right? Did you work with a coach or was this all, like you said, intuitive, like just some deep soul searching for your business?
1: So I I did work with a coach, not specifically to branding. I've always been working with business and mindset coaches throughout the entire transition from, you know, working in the television industry to starting my business. I always wanted to have mentorship. And so I knew I wanted to do a rebrand and I knew I wanted to work on messaging. And so I was working with a coach who really helped me solidify my messaging and understand what, you know, what I needed to communicate. And, you know, she really helped me understand that, okay, I know you want to do a rebrand, but before you do it, let's do it right. And we really kind of dove into the aspects that, you know, go into an actual effective rebrand. And so we did that. And then because I have a background in, you know, content creation and a little bit in graphic design and all the things. I was able to execute it myself, but down the line, I definitely will be looking to invest in, in proper, you know, brand strategy and all that for sure. Cause I see the value in it. It's changed. And, mm-hmm. and the people who come up to me, even in my real life, like even like, it's not even people who could be clients. It's like, you know, like my best friend's boyfriend or like my friend's mom that have all come to me and said, I love the energy that I get from your Instagram." And from your branding, from your website, from, you know, what I see on socials. And I see it also, you know, from clients and from people coming in, because we do get a lot of leads from Instagram. People just saying, I love your page. It speaks to me. I totally resonate with it. And I really tie that back to the rebrand because I feel like it's communicating me in my essence and my authenticity. And that connects with people.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. So really, for anyone listening, who's like, Oh, my gosh, I want to get to the point that tomorrow is that like, you have to go through what you just said, your pink bubbly <laughs> branding to what feels right to you now. And so it's really a journey.
1: Yeah, and I've worked I actually this was a, one of earlier when we were talking about, you know, outsourcing and those things. I hired a social media manager because I didn't have time to do my own marketing, but because I didn't have my messaging in place, it was, she was amazing. Don't get me wrong. Like I love working with her and we're friends now and I totally would hire her again if I ever needed her. But because I didn't have my messaging in place, it just kind of felt like it wasn't me. I wasn't being communicated. Like myself, my essence wasn't being communicated through my socials. And I think people could feel that yes. I was putting out consistent content, but because I didn't have proper messaging, it just wasn't landing in the same way versus now I can post less, but because it packs more of a punch, it has more of my personality in it. It's way more effective. So before outsourcing anything in social, you need to have like, at least your messaging, your values, what it is you're trying to communicate and get that down pat, and then outsource that to somebody else to kind of execute on your behalf.
0: Mm, I love that. I really love that. I want to talk about authenticity as well like how you show up authentically on social media and then how that will help you like you're saying your potential clients are coming to you and they're like oh my gosh I love your brand so first let's like break down authenticity like what does that truly mean on social media
1: it's being being your, I, so, so cliche it's being yourself but it's more than just being yourself it's knowing what you stand for and showcasing that on your social media, because we're past the point where, you know, people buy from brands or want to work with brands or, you know, go to certain stores or certain restaurants just because they like the food or they like the products. We now, especially like, you know, in the digital age, with all access to everything, right? We make decisions because we care about what we're being a part of. So, like, when I go to a store and I know that, you know, this store has this brand value because I've learned that from their social media, that I feel like I'm a part of something when I go to that store, when I go to that restaurant, I feel connected. So authenticity is not just, it's not just being yourself. It's showing up in a way that communicates who you are, who you, what you stand for. And that it's almost like unapologetic confidence in that you can't, like, this is who you are. And and it doesn't matter what other people think.
0: Now, how can you put that into you know, your strategy, like your posts and things like that. Maybe you know exactly like who you are and what you want to portray, but then how do you make that into like a social media graphic?
1: Okay, so it's actually really funny because I did this on a strategy call with a client the other day. What I would do if I was actually like doing this is think about all the things that bother you in the industry that you're in. What are your hot takes? What are things that really frustrate you with the industry? Because that's going to help you identify what you actually do believe in by understanding what bothers you. And it'll get you kind of like fired up. So, right. So for example, one of the things that really bothers me in the social media space is the fact that like people really think it's about like quantity and not quality. That's like a big thing that bothers me. So like, because of that, I'm like, okay, so like my, one of my beliefs that I'm going to talk about that I'm going to include in this strategy and how I bring it in is going to be talking about like how to create quality and, you know, all the things around that. And I think it's obviously it's very different, every brand, every business, they're going to have things that you believe in and don't believe in. So if you can, edit, you want to get that passion behind it, it's a lot easier to think about what you agree with when you think about what you disagree with, what you don't like in your industry. So I would definitely say, look at those things, write them down, come up like actually with maybe three or four core beliefs and your take on it. And then just like experiment with different content types whether that's in your stories, whether that's on Instagram reels, TikTok videos, whatever it is, just like be yourself, but think about them from the lens of the messaging that you create when you think about what it is that you actually do stand for.
0: Mm, I like that a lot. And that goes into my next question that I was going to ask is there are so many platforms out there, right? There's Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, Facebook, Pinterest like there's like countless and now we have
1: threads (laughs) Threads,
0: which I think threads is actually super fun I hated Twitter I deleted Twitter like four years ago and so I kind of feel like threads is bringing me back to when I was in high school and like spending hours and hours on Twitter (laughs) like I have to control this and so (laughs) but super fun when it comes to like building out your strategy and making it authentically you How do you deal with like talking to your clients about which platforms to be on? Because I hear a lot of people try to be on everything, but that goes back to consistency, right? That's probably not sustainable for someone who's just starting.
1: Totally. Totally. So, I mean, it actually goes back to something that I I was thinking of actually, we didn't note it before when you asked me about strategy, but what I would say is like, you also want to identify your goals. And so- that I would say is going to be first and foremost, when you talk about what platforms you actually want to be on. So if your goals are visibility, for example, right? You just want to boost your brand visibility, brand awareness. You want more people to know about you. Then what I would say is that, you know, in that case, if visibility is your goal, then being in more places gives you more opportunity to be more visible, right? (laughs) To boost your awareness. So then I would say, okay, then you're going to want to worry about being on different platforms. And then you can kind of come up with like a, repurposing strategy so you're not spending all of your time like creating content for TikTok and for Instagram and for Pinterest and for Twitter and for like all the different places you really want to like I would just think about what your goal is first and foremost if your goal is conversions and you want to get clients first and foremost then what I would definitely do is not worry about being everywhere and really worry about where are my clients where are they right now And so in many, many cases that relates back to, you know, what we spoke about when it comes to knowing your audience, you know, many cases they, they may be on Instagram as their primary platform. They might be on TikTok as their primary platform. They might be on LinkedIn, but I think it all really relates back to number one, who is your audience and what are you trying to achieve? And as I think, you know, I think as you kind of get more comfortable and you start creating more consistently, you start to find platforms that you love. And it doesn't necessarily have to be about business. So for example, I love LinkedIn. I, and it's funny because it's not, it's not, it's really not like underused right now because LinkedIn is known as like the place where you network and you meet people and it's, you post your resume and all the things. But for me, LinkedIn, I use it as a place to build my authority. I'm not even looking for clients and I get tons of, of business through LinkedIn because people know me as an authority. So I think I don't worry about LinkedIn so much because again, it's it's I use it almost like Twitter where I'll just like share updates and people appreciate it. It's very unfiltered for me, which I guess is fresh because most people don't use it for that. But I will say is that it's really about, you know, what's fun for you? What's easy? What can you create? And, you know, like what, what where where is your target audience? Where are they hanging out? And get yourself on those platforms.
0: LinkedIn is really fun. I see a lot of business people on there doing similar things like the really long blog posts of you know this is why this this and this and they do get really good engagement and it's a place that I've been posting more as well and it's been super fun I think just anytime I get to play with a new platform that maybe isn't so photo heavy I'm like wow this is easy right (laughs) anytime I don't have to create a graphic is is a good day
1: (laughs) And that's what we're seeing with threads too, right? Mm -hmm. Is that I think, and it's an interesting mindset piece. I was chatting about this yesterday on my stories is that I hear from so many business owners every day that like the reason they're not creating content is because it's so hard and it's so difficult. They don't know what to create. That's like the thing, the belief they all have about themselves. Mm -hmm. But now I'm on threads and I'm seeing them. And this is the most like authentic place where they're having the time of their life. They're being funny. Like they're showcasing their personality And they're totally, like, they have an idea, they type it out, and they post it on Threads. So what I'm seeing is that we don't actually have a problem with content ideation and content curation. We have a problem with the fact that we just think everything has to be perfect and beautiful and this nicely curated graphic before we actually post anything. And I think that's the the opportunity here on Threads. is isn't just, okay, it's a cool new platform to use. It's also a place to get more comfortable allowing yourself to be seen and allowing your message to be taking up space. And that I think can translate onto every platform. So I, I just, I love what's happening from like, you know, just just seeing the, the shift that people are making as it relates to content creation on threads.
0: That makes so much sense. And you're totally right. There is, everyone has those ideas, but sometimes putting it into something that they have to make perfect or look visually appealing is what holds them back. That right there is like such a key point.
1: It's, it's so true. And I think another part of it, too, because I would say that's one of the biggest issues and why people work with us is because there is so much perfectionism mm-hmm. in our content, especially if you are like a mission driven entrepreneur who like you're trying to do something and, or your service based, And it's like you're putting yourself out there. We get so caught up in it. And I, it's, it's actually funny. I have some clients. I'm under NDAs with them, so I won't say who they are, but they have m- like millions of followers on TikTok. and. They tell me, and I was shocked when they tell me this, and I've heard it from two separate clients in the last couple of weeks too, they don't watch their content after, after we create it. Mm. Sometimes they approve it. They said, we approve it. We don't even watch it. Because wow. They're like, I say it. We'll follow your, your direction. We use your pieces and, and you know all the advice that you give us in the direction. But we won't watch it because if we watch it, then we get too perfectionist about it. I say, oh, I could have done this better. I should have said, pronounced the word this way and not that way. And it just you get into this cycle of perfectionism, and that's what really holds us back. Is that you know, with our content, like good enough is is perfect. Like good is good enough, you know. And so I think when it comes, especially to video content and all the things, like there's we have to identify within ourselves when we do create content. Is how much of this is, is it important? Like, you know, if you're giving misinformation, then of course you need to change it, right? If you, you, you know, if you're like three steps to building a business and then one of the, t- the tips isn't helpful or it's totally out of line, then okay, go back and make the edit. But, you know, if your hair was like a little bit here and it wasn't here and, you know, like those things, you need to really look at it and assess it and say, okay, do I really need to be spending time doing this or is it good enough? And so with TikTok, with short form video, I always say, give yourself like two minutes per video, come up with a list of ideas. And when you're filming, come up, literally just give yourself two minutes. And that's a cutoff point because after that, then we start to get perfectionist because there's always going to be ways that we can perfect and make it better.
0: Mm, Those are really the best clients to have. Honestly, that's like the dream client, right? Where they just trust you and they're like, Beautiful, love it. And you're like, yeah, because you are confident in yourself, right? And your work, and you know what's best for them. They should agree with that. So that's awesome. And makes a lot of sense with just being like, yep, this is good. This is great. Love it. Post it. Because you're coming up with so much content, right? It's not like that's the only piece of content you're ever going to create. If one is like a little bit, you know, not perfect, like you were saying, it's going to be okay. (laughs) <laughs> the world is gonna go. Yeah, up. and
1: usually those are the posts that do the best, and it's it's funny because you see that all the time. Is that you know, and I, I have one of one of my clients, we did this like we did like a really silly little video, and we got a huge brand deal out of it just because. And it was it was totally just like them talking about a product that they loved, and then that <laughs> brand we tagged them in the video, and they messaged us it was like, hey, we want to send you you know all this product plus like here's here's you know our budget for the project. Like, are you interested? And we're like, sure. And I think that that would not have happened if we were like curating the videos and say, nope. This doesn't look great. This wasn't on our shot list. So we're not going to film this video. Like, you know, I think that's really one of the really important things is knowing that whatever feels right to you, if you have the messaging there and you know what, you you know, you, and even the brand values, like if you know what you're trying to communicate, it doesn't matter the execution, if it's perfect, but you can always go like, put it out there, get the data, get the insights, and make the mistakes so that you can, I don't want to say perfect it, but so you can improve it as you go. Cause you'll never know, you'll never know what type of content resonates with your audience if you don't post the content.
0: Yes. Yes. So true. Who do you work with? Like, who is your ideal client?
1: So my ideal client is somebody who, it's, it's actually so funny because everyone says like niche down. I've been in business for three and a half years and you know, we've, we've built the business to multiple six figures. We'll be scaling to seven figures and we don't have like a niche we work with anyone who is in a service based capacity that ha- that is a mission driven entrepreneur so somebody who is you know they have a business they already have some kind of you know they're they're generating revenue and they want to make an impact in the world they want to change they, they they their service helps people and so as long as we feel like you know we are aligned in the sense where you know we're we're trying to make the world a better place we're trying to help people we're trying to be of service to to others, then, you know, we kind of feel it out that way. But I'm not somebody who says, okay, you know, I only want to work with doctors, or I only want to work with lawyers. It happens to be that that is mainly our clientele. Because if you know, when we're talking about service based entrepreneurs, we work with a lot of business coaches, and doctors and lawyers, and people in the allied health space, a lot of like med spas, and like estheticians, like we do get a lot of those clients, because we are in that space. But then we also work with, interior designers and luxury home builders and landscaping companies, pretty much anyone in the service-based industry that is, you know, aligned in the vision of the work that they do has a huge impact on the people and they're looking to change their lives.
0: Awesome. And then how do you help them? Like what offers do you have?
1: So we work in a couple of different ways. So we do content creation, we do full service social media management, and then we do consulting and coaching. So really when it comes like the main offer, I would say that like people generally want, especially in the stage of business that we serve is the done for you full service social media management. And so in that, what we do is we have different kind of tiers where it's based on deliverables. So if a client wants, you know, like X amount of content, then, you know, they choose the package that way. But basically what that is, it's totally done for you. We create a strategy, we create the content, we create all the captions, we keep an eye on all the hashtags, you know, we write all the copy for them. We create the graphics, we give them creative direction in terms of what to film for reels, for video content. And then we go out and we execute it. We post, we do the scheduling, we do engagement, really everything that you would need done for running a social media account. Then a lot of those clients also like to add on content creation. So what we'll do is we'll spend a day with them. We'll do a full kind of, it's not a photo shoot, but it's like a video content shoot, essentially. And we'll go and we'll plan out in advance a whole bunch of different content ideas. We'll film with them. If they're, you know, if they are a business coach, for example, we'll give them scripts. We'll tell them what, you know, what they need to say. We'll come up with all the ideas, all the things. We film, then we edit And then if they're an existing client in full service social media management, we'll just give that to them and we'll, we'll use that content. But other clients who who, you know, are starting out and maybe they don't want full service social media management. They just want somebody to actually create the content for them they can buy that one off and we'll do that for them as well. And then we also do consulting. So anybody who's looking for a strategy or if they want another person's eyes or an expert eyes on their content to make sure that it is relevant, that it makes sense, that it is good for them, that it actually is going to help them achieve their goals. Then we do a lot of that in consulting. Then we do consulting also in like a three month container for anyone who's like, I am ready. Like I just want to get this strategy. I want to master Instagram. I want to master TikTok. I want to master LinkedIn. And I want a strategy to do this that's all done in consulting.
0: Awesome. Those are great offers and really covers, I think everything that anyone would need in terms of social media.
1: Thank you. Yeah. And also I want to say, like these offers weren't all around, like since day one in the business, like Mm -hmm. day one, when I started the business, I was doing like everything, like they weren't refined in that way. They were like, I do social media management, but a lot of people don't understand the difference between like social media management. And website design. So like, and I, I have skill set in those areas. It's not what I love, but I was doing a lot of random odd jobs for people in like the in the digital space as I was starting out. But that's I think also how you come to refine your offerings is by doing and learning and seeing what you like and then really focusing on that and moving away from the things that aren't necessarily, you know, what it is that you want to be doing.
0: Yes. I did the same thing where the offers I have now are so different than when I started. My business is even a little bit different. Like things change. Things are allowed to change. You're allowed to grow with your business. So I love that you really point that out. The last question that I have for you, this is how I start wrapping up every podcast that I have, is I would love it if you could share three action steps that the audience can start with today to grow their social media strategy or their business or whatever it is you want to challenge them with.
1: Okay. Yeah. I love this. So what I would say right now is really stop and consider what is it that you as a business owner, you as somebody who's, you know, starting out or even if you're established, what is it that you stand for? Identify three points. It doesn't have to be a whole list of 10 things. Think of three things that you stand for and come up with messaging around those things. So, you know, you can really work those into content pillars because a lot of people, you know, will say, okay, I don't want to get into it, but a lot of people will have like their own thing about like content pillars and what do I talk about? But if you can identify what you care about and what you believe in and have those as pillars, then you'll never really have a problem coming up with content because you can just kind of rinse and repeat it. You know, you can have these as like topic ideas and then come up with different ways and different formats to produce content around it. So that's going to be number one is stop and think like, what do you stand for? Number two is go out and find who your ideal client is or your ideal audience and start to think about how can I create content that speaks to them? What can I do that is going to help them, that is going to be valuable for them? And it doesn't have to be three tips to do this and five ways to do that. It can literally just be sharing something of yourself that you feel is is true to you, links to those messages that you, you know that you're, hopefully you're doing this in order. It links to the messages that you just kind of came up with and really allows you to express yourself. And then I would say number three is really start experimenting. Don't get caught up. Don't allow perfectionism to kind of hold you back. Don't allow, you know, the fear of what would happen if people really truly saw me and and understood what it, you know, if people are going to, you know, make comments about my content, don't get caught up in that. Because any successful social media strategy is totally built on not necessarily trial and error, but it is built on putting something out so that you can look at the data. It really is a numbers game at the end of the day. You won't know what type of content works, whether that is for visibility, for conversions, for authority building. You won't know what content works if you don't actually just go and do it. And so I think that's one of the things that can really be helpful is just start. Don't wait for the timing to be perfect. Don't wait for the content to be perfect. You need to start to actually get information so that you can see, okay, when I post this type of content, this is the response I get. When I post about this topic, People engage with me when I post in my stories with me face. Like if I'm actually physically speaking in my stories, I get higher engagement. If I post a a photo of myself, I get lower engagement. You want to look at all those things because it's going to be different across the board. So I can't just say, oh, like this generally does well. Look at all the things that you're doing. Look at the numbers. Look at the analytics. Look at the insights. And then if they're positive and you want to see more of that, then guess what? keep doing more of that. And then you rinse and repeat. And that's how you come up with your formula. And that's how you become successful on socials, because you realize what works, what resonates, what actually activates your audience. And then you just keep creating more of that. And that's how you really see success on social. So hopefully those three things are helpful, because that's what that's, yeah, that's what I would say are the three like major takeaways when it comes to your social media strategy and execution.
0: Yeah, no, those are so helpful and super actionable. So thank you so much for sharing those and breaking those down. So Tamar, where can people find you and connect with you?
1: So you can find me, I'm, I love Instagram. Instagram is my favorite (laughs) platform. So you can find me at lions digital marketing on Instagram. I'm also on LinkedIn and that's where you can kind of get more of my unfiltered, more business and sales and marketing tips and also just like life and entrepreneurship. So that's going to be on my LinkedIn and you can connect with me there at Tamara Lyons on LinkedIn.
0: Awesome. I will put all of those in the show notes. Thank you so much for joining me today. I have loved this conversation and I love all of your hot takes that you shared and really just all the information. I think that this episode was super valuable to really a lot of people at different stages of business.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, no, I always love talking all things social media. And yeah, if if this could help one person, you know, it really, it really is, you know, the greatest impact that it could have. So thank you so much for
0: having me for this conversation. Of course. Talk soon. Thank you for listening to the Employee to Boss podcast. If you made it to the end of this episode, I hope that you implement the actionable steps from this week's experts so you can get started with your business today. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the Employee to Boss podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. It helps more than you could ever imagine. Remember, a little progress each day leads to big results. We come out with a new episode every Tuesday. To access our show notes, transcripts, and courses, please check out EspressoPodcastProduction.com.